0: Welcome into another episode of Locked On Phillies. In today's episode, we're evaluating Christopher Sanchez's 2023 season. He had a really, really good year, and he was a great surprise for the Phillies in the starting rotation. But was this a flash in the pan? And what does he have in store for his role in the 2024 season? It was an interesting year, and it'll be an even more interesting 2024. So let's evaluate Christopher Sanchez's on today's episode. Yes, this is Locked On Phillies. I'm Connor Thomas, your host. Thank you so much for checking us out. Really appreciate it. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And uh, we cleared 2,000 subscribers on YouTube. Thank you so much to everybody who's uh, subscribed already to the YouTube, who's rated and reviewed where you get your podcasts and everything like that. I really appreciate it. goal now is 3,000. So uh, keep hitting that subscribe button if you haven't already. It costs you no money. It takes two seconds, and it gets you notifications when new episodes are posted, so you never miss any information on the Philadelphia Phillies from us here at Locked On Phillies. So, uh, thanks again to everyone who's already done that, and thanks especially to Fandle, who brings you today's episode. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get one hundred and fifty dollars in bonus bets with any winning five dollar money line bet. That's one hundred and fifty bucks. If your team wins. So visit fanduelcom locked on to get started and to get started on today's episode. We're talking Christopher Sanchez today. We're going to round out the next two episodes will be the final two pitchers on the roster that we have not gone through yet. Sanchez now next episode, just to give you a little preview, will be Jeff Hoffman. And these are two very surprising seasons that we're going to talk about. But today's focus is Sanchez. So let's keep it on the young lefty. Coming into 2023, the thought was this is going to be the breakout year for Andrew Painter. He's going to debut. He's going to make the opening day roster. He's going to be dominant. His stuff looks amazing. He's top prospect in baseball when it comes to pitching. And then he has elbow issues, which result in Tommy John and killed basically a year and a half of his career. So that's a bit of a downer. But what it did is it primed the stage for the Phillies to need another starter. And who stepped into that role? Christopher Sanchez and we'd seen Christopher Sanchez in the past do this type of thing in 2022 it was more Bailey Falter but Christopher Sanchez got an opportunity here or there and it was he's got a little bit of something but he's just not quite ready yet and we'd seen him in 2021 as well he only started one game in 2021 he started three games in 2022 this past year 18 games 99 in the third innings pitch this was the first like, really big, impactful season at the major league level of Christopher Sanchez's career. And what a debut it was for him. A 3-4-4 ERA. Uh, that's a really strong mark considering he had 18 games started, appeared in 19 games total. Like, that's that's great. I love that from the young kid. He really stepped up in a spot where they needed him to. Now, the win-loss, he was 3 and 5 for the record, which just shows you like Christopher Sanchez is the perfect example of why win loss is a stupid stat for pitchers because he had a really good year and it shows you as a losing season. He had a better year than time Walker who had like a billion wins. So take win loss out of it. Look at the numbers that actually mean something. The three, four, four ERA is a great mark for Christopher Sanchez, but how did he post that? What did he do so well in 2023? Uh, He allowed 16 home runs, which is not that great of a mark. He needs to get that down. So it wasn't the fact that he kept the ball in the yard. Uh, The strikeouts, he had 96, though, in 99 and a third innings pitch. If you can strike out about a batter per inning, that's a solid mark, especially for a young pitcher. So I like his stuff. I like his strikeout stuff. And I'll tell you what is also incredibly impressive, insanely impressive. 16 home runs allowed. 16 walks allowed. He allowed 16 walks in 99 and the third innings pitched. That is control. That is composure. That is a young player being ready for the moment. That is attacking the strike zone and being aggressive. A pitching coach loves to see that. So you've got 96 strikeouts to 16 walks. That's pretty darn good. Good enough for a 6.00 strikeout to walk ratio. That shows you he's got good strikeout stuff and he's spotting it incredibly. Now what he needs to work on is the amount of hits allowed and the amount of home runs allowed. He allowed 88 hits. He allowed 16 home runs. So his whip, which should have probably been below one considering the walk numbers and the ERA, was a little bit above. It was 1.047, which is still a beautiful mark, and that's because the walks were so low. But the fact that he had 16 walks in nearly 100 innings and that whip's still over one just shows you he's giving up a little bit too much contact. He's going for the strikeout, and I get that, but if you're going to have strikeout stuff and you're going to not walk a lot of guys, the next step is to figure out how to induce more swings and misses. How do you get to that point? So that would be what Christopher Sanchez has to work on in the offseason. Keep the control the same. Keep the stuff the same. You have strikeout stuff, but how do you induce swings and misses more consistently so you're not giving up home runs? You're not giving up hits. It kind of goes back to what we talked about with Sir Anthony Dominguez a little bit, if you caught that episode. If not, you should go back and check it out um, because Sir Anthony Dominguez had a very interesting season in 2023. But we talked about the control looking all right, but just the stuff not being there and how do you find that? It's not the same exact thing, but I said with Sir Anthony Dominguez, his issues were he wasn't giving up a lot of hits, but when he was missing, he was missing poorly he was giving up extra base hits he was giving up home runs and that's what it seems like christopher sanchez did at points like he'd have a really good outing and he'd have a couple misses in really bad spots and that's not good right if you miss like low and middle if you miss your fastball in that spot you might give him a hit maybe you'll give up a double you won't really be hit for power numbers down there but if you're missing belt high fastballs if you're throwing sliders up that hang if you're throwing a change up that just kind of floats that's when you start to really get hurt that's when you give up 16 home runs in under 100 innings and that's when you get into a position where uh, you need to improve and that's the biggest point where Christopher Sanchez needs to improve but honestly man I'm so stoked with what I saw from Christopher Sanchez this year like this was Probably the surprise of the pitching staff to me was Christopher Sanchez. I know you could say Jeff Hoffman. You could say Orion Kirkring. We're going to talk about Hoffman coming up. But a reliever, your role is minimal compared to a starter. This season goes totally different if Christopher Sanchez is what a young pitcher should be, which is probably below average as they come into their own. Instead, he had a really good year. He kept the team balanced. He added to the Nola, Wheeler, Suarez, Walker, Forsum. And he really gave the opportunity for a consistent rotation where you could either stop the bleeding anywhere you need to or continue momentum wherever you needed to. So, I mean, I can't say enough good things about Christopher Sanchez in the 2023 season. I know in the postseason, he had his issues in that one start against the Diamondbacks that he made. Do I think he should have been allowed to go longer? Probably, yeah. Do I think Tywin Walker should have been the next guy out of the pen there and we wouldn't even be worried about the Christopher Sanchez start? Absolutely. But, uh, listen, it's hard to complain about anything when it comes to Christopher Sanchez's 2023 season. So here's the question. Here's where this turns. And we're going to discuss this coming up. But is this repeatable? Is he able to do this again? Was this a flash in the pan? Or was this a coming out party for Christopher Sanchez and you now have another guy that you can have in the rotation consistently that you trust is a young lefty only 27 years old let me just figure out I didn't look at the contract information because I know he's under team control for a minute yeah he's not a free agent until 2029 so if this guy can be consistently in the mid threes when it comes to ERA look out folks the Phillies have themselves a young pitcher that's going to be here a long time that's a nice piece to kind of compliment the top arms in their rotation. So I love that. But we have seen this before, right, with Ranger Suarez. And I talked in Ranger Suarez's evaluation of his 2023 about was that season where he had the like, one-something ERA with uh, 100 innings pitched and then kind of reverted from there, was that a flash in the pan? Well, coming up, we're going to have the same discussion about Christopher Sanchez. We'll do that as we continue today's episode of Lock on Phillies. First though, I want to tell you about my friends over at Fandle. They're bringing you today's episode. They're also bringing you a great, great opportunity. Okay, Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's $150 if your team wins. What's a better deal than that? I mean, $150 just for winning one bet? Beautiful. So, if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, well, there's no better time to get in on the action than when that promo is running right there. The app's super easy to use. There's a lot of options. So, you could bet the money line, like you have for the $5 money line bet. You win it, you get $150. But then, with that $150, well, you can do a whole bunch of things spreads, player props, parlays, futures, over unders, anything you can imagine you can bet on. Oh, you can do it with Fanduel. Super easy interface, so you'll be able to find all the bets you want to make easily. And everything with this app is just top notch. Everything with Fanduel's top notch. You got to check them out. So visit Fanduel.com/slash/lockedon and kick off the really great sports time of the year. You got the NBA heating up, the NHL heating up, football's moving towards the postseason. A lot of stuff going on. College basketball's rolling. This is like one of the great sports times of the year when you get to the holidays. Make sure you do that with FanDuel, and FanDuel is an official partner of the NFL. So this is the question when it comes to Christopher Sanchez, right? Was this his Ranger Suarez year? The first big year that Ranger Suarez had up was like 100 innings pitched, a one-change ERA. He was unbelievable. He was one of the more underrated stories in baseball that year. And the sense that he just he never replicated that feat, he never he hasn't done it again since. Now he's had two seasons since that, and he's had a couple injuries here and there. And part of it is a natural regression when guys get more of a scouting report on you; they have more film on you. There's a bigger sample size on what pitches you throw, how you throw them, your tendencies, all that stuff. That's a natural regression. So I'm not saying like Ranger Suarez is completely falling off the table like he's terrible no we evaluate ranger suarez i still like him as a pitcher but there was a thought that ranger suarez could be a huge huge piece of this rotation and now he's a nice three or four right that's where ranger suarez is except in the postseason where he's nails and that's a huge thing to have and we'll see potentially this year depending on what happens with the philly season and the rotation if christopher sanchez gets a chance to truly prove his playoff medal but Bottom line is Ranger Suarez had a great year, and then he had a couple okay, the average years. Like, that was just a flash in the pan, it seems, for Ranger Suarez at this time. Now, he could go out and prove us wrong, but my point is, Christopher Sanchez, I just told you, he's under team control until 2029. That's when he's a free agent for the first time. So, they got him for a a while. I can't even imagine what I'll be doing in 2029. What years? is It's about to be 2024. Yeah, like, it's a long way to go before any team could take a shot at stealing away Christopher Sanchez. So if the Phillies get him under controllable money, pitching very well, and add him to a rotation that just has Aaron Nola on a long-term deal, Zach Wheeler, who may be getting an extension, uh, once you get to a point where you feel the need to throw money at him because he's a free agent coming up this year, if he gets a long-term extension, like Christopher Sanchez could be a good complementary piece to this rotation. He's part of the uh, – he doesn't really get included in the youth movement of the Philadelphia Phillies, right, because he's 27. He's been up a couple times the past two years, I guess the past three years. And everyone looks at Andrew Painter and Mick Abel and Griff McGarry, and they're like, wow, these are the guys. Can't wait till they get up. Christopher Sanchez, nice young pitcher who is kind of a, a transition guy between where the Phillies are at now and where they could be in a couple of years with some of those younger guys I just named if they choose not to move them uh, and try and go all in for a championship and move prospects. So if he's going to be that transition guy, well, is this a Ranger Suarez year? Was this a flash in the pan for Christopher Sanchez? Uh, I'll I'll tell you what, it's really hard to predict, but I'm going to go back and look at some of his numbers from the past two seasons. Now, not a huge sample size, right? The past two seasons before this one, he threw 40 innings in 2021, or sorry, 2022, and in 2021, he threw 12 and two-thirds innings. So a total of 52 and two-thirds innings in his career prior to this season at the Major League level. So it was a huge jump in sample size, but let's look at some of the numbers. Uh, He had seven walks in 2021. He had 17 in 2022 in only 40 innings. He had less walks in 2023 in nearly 100 innings than he had in 40 innings the year before. So that shows you either a huge jump or an anomaly season. That's a little concerning. Strikeouts-wise, that's the thing. Strikeouts, he's always looked like he's going to be consistently right about a strikeout per, per inning. So about a nine strikeout per nine, maybe a little bit less than that. A strikeout per nine this past year was 8-7. It was 7-9 in 2022. It was 9-2 two in 2023. So that seems to be pretty consistent. That seems to be repeatable. The home runs going up this year, I don't think that's too big of an issue either. Like, they took too big of a jump, but it's not a huge, like, this guy can't keep the ball in the yard type thing. He gave up one home run in his first 12 innings in 2021. He gave up 20, 25 home runs. He gave up five home runs in 2022, and then that jumped to 16. Is that an even split? Well, no. It's a bigger jump this year than it was – between 2021 and 2022. But still, I already told you my concerns with that and why what he's doing is good enough in spite of the home runs giving up and what he can work on, which is just missing in better spots and uh, being a little bit more conservative with how you attack hitters. But I I don't know. I'm looking at this, and the only real thing – so the strikeouts seem to be consistent. The home runs seem to be relatively consistent allowed. The walks, that's the anomaly. That's where if Christopher Sanchez is going to take a step back in 2024, it's going to come. It would be a major increase in walks because what he's going to try to do is limit those home runs. He's going to try and be more conservative with the way he attacks hitters at the major league level, because he doesn't want to have another jump in home runs allowed. So that means working more on the margins. That means needing to be even finer with your spots. That means the potential for walking more guys. So if Christopher Sanchez throws hundred innings in 2024, I'd be really surprised if his walk total is at even 20 or less than that. Like, I think this that would be, if he's going to have a down year, why he doesn't, because the walks would increase. That's what I'm looking at is the anomaly number from Christopher Sanchez's 2023 season. But if that doesn't happen, well, you should see consistency, right? I hate to boil down a guy's performance to one stat, but honestly, the other stuff through three years – And three different tenures with three different teams. They're the Phillies. He's been with the Phillies the whole time, my point is. But different teams with different expectations. 2021 was, bro, we're trying to make it in. we got to find a way. 2022 was, okay, this team's good enough to break through, but managerial change, a whole bunch of stuff, and then you go on this magical run. 2023 was high expectations, repeat this. And he balled out. He did really, really well in a spot that he wasn't expecting to be in when the season started. So the mental fortitude there, but the mental fortitude is there with Ranger Suarez too. Sometimes guys have those blast out first years. And I consider this Christopher Sanchez's first real year. I mean, 40 innings in 2022 was good, but a lot of those were from the bullpen. I like what he did as a starter this year. So, If he's going to take a step back again, it'll be from lack of control, lack of command. The attempt to avoid giving up hard contact and homers and extra base hits can lead to lack of command, which could lead to more walks, more runners on base pass, more struggling to strike guys out. Like all of that compounds. You know how it works on a pitcher. You have more base runners. You have more pressure. You have more pressure. You miss more spots. You miss more spots. You give more hits with runners on base, which leads to runs. Very simple equation for why uh, trying to keep guys off the base pass is important. Like, I that I'm you don't need me to explain baseball to you, but the point is, I think Christopher Sanchez had a great 2023. I do just worry that we've seen this recently with Ranger Suarez, and then he took a step back and even a smaller step back the year after that. So, consistency is the key. Can he do it again next year? Well, part of the consistency is going to have to come in the role he plays, right? Well, maybe. We don't know yet. We don't know what the role is going to be for Christopher Sanchez in 2024. But I'll run through a couple of the things that have happened this offseason, and we'll try and come to a conclusion about what his role could be with the team next year as we wrap up today's episode of Locked on Phillies. In 2023, Christopher Sanchez was forced into a starting role, right? He jumped into a position that was vacated due to injury because of Andrew Painter. And also Ranger Suarez had missed part of the first start of the year or yeah, part of the start of the year, I should say. with forearm tightness that came from his work in the World Baseball Classic or ahead of the World Baseball Classic. So there was opportunity this year. Knock on wood. There won't be as much opportunity due to injury. So you're looking at a situation where if Wheeler's healthy, Noel is healthy, Suarez is healthy and Taiwan Walker is healthy. Those guys are all above Christopher Sanchez in the rotation, either by performance or seniority. And then there's a fifth spot in the rotation. And you might say, well, that makes sense. Christopher Sanchez started last year. Why wouldn't he get that fifth spot in the rotation? It's a fair point. It absolutely is. You seem like right now that he would get the fifth spot in the rotation. But here's my question. Does it seem like the Philadelphia Phillies have given up on the starting pitcher market? They had a meeting with Yoshinobu Yamamoto. I don't think they'll get Yamamoto, but... Uh, The fact that they had a meeting shows you where their priorities are. If they get the opportunity to add another solid starting pitcher, either via trade or via free agency, there's a chance they take that. And there's a chance that Sanchez is the guy on the outside looking in because Walker's not going to the bullpen, Suarez is not going to the bullpen, and Nola and Wheeler, who are your aces, are not going to the bullpen. So it would be Sanchez that ends up there. And that's certainly a possibility, but here's my thing, right? I want to see him get consistent time in the rotation because I really want to figure out this year if we're seeing a Ranger Suarez season in 2023 from him or if he can consistently do this. You need to develop young players while also competing. There have been issues with teams in the past where they get into this competitive mindset. We got to go win a World Series. And all of a sudden, they just bring in assassin veterans that may or may not work out. And the next thing you know, you haven't developed any of your interior young talent. And you find yourself on the outside looking in, and then it's much harder to rebuild because those guys don't have experience. So where would I have Sanchez in 2024? I'd have him as the fifth man in the rotation. I absolutely would. I think he's earned that right, and short of making a big trade or a free agent acquisition who's a very good pitcher that preempts him, I would have him starting this next season. If he goes to the pen, he'll get work, but not the type of work I want to see him. So I hope his role in 2024 is a starter. But I'm not sure. There is a chance that he ends up on the outside looking in. And it doesn't sound like it'll be just to uh, not up everything. It doesn't sound like it'll be McGable or Griff McGarry, and especially not Andrew Pannier because he's out. But we'll see how it plays out. A strong year from Christopher Sanchez and another fun episode of Locked On Phillies. Thank you so much for checking us out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Please make sure you're rating, reviewing, subscribing to the YouTube, and I'll talk to you next time on the next episode of Locked On Phillies.